Well, we finally did it. This is going to be yep. the first episode, season one, episode one of The Bullet List. Exciting is that? Yes. It, that. It's very exciting. And now we'll give them the, the obligatory, have you been, Bob? <laughs> <laughs> well, since we haven't spoken for such a long time, I'm doing really well. I know, right? So yeah. it's, it's literally been about 45 seconds. Um, it has. It has. 45 seconds since somebody hit that record button. Yes. But uh, welcome, everybody. Um, I'm obviously Keith, and this is Bob. We will not do this every week. This is the first go-around, so we're going to do what we do. Um, you know, I am actually the... What do I do? Um, I'm with <laughs> I3 Events, Planner Wire. Uh, I got the Event Tech pull-up over there with Tess, and now the bullet list here with Bob. And Bob, what do you do? I am an aggregator, curator. Uh, in other words, I just help people discover all the new stuff that's coming out of the event industry, particularly if they're podcasting it uh, uh, or videoing about it. So yeah. that's the thing. Uh, look, and we had our first technical glitch. Yes. Yes, you froze. Really? Yeah, haven't frozen in two weeks. But we're going to keep going anyway. <laughs> yeah, so. okay. Well, move that along then. Yes. All right. So what, what is first up on our list? The first, Every episode that we have, we're going to do a few different things. But the first one up on our uh, first thing up in the queue um, is the short list. Um, and the short list are just a few bullet points that we think uh, over the past week, maybe older, doesn't matter, uh, that we think are important that people should know about. Um and I will dive right into the first one because I think this is one I selected, uh, which is very timely. Uh, the National Association of Manufacturers announces COVID-19 vaccine requirement for staff. Um, we all know the Delta variant is raging across the planet. Um, I'm actually surprised not a lot more associations have not required it for staff. Um, well, that's the thing. I mean, not a couple. Police uh, in and outside the event industry want staff to either work from home or if you're going to be in the office, you must be vaccinated. And, and I don't have a problem with it, obviously. I really would love it if everybody would get vaccinated. Um, yeah. we, you know, we were talking to um, Freeman the other day. I actually had a meeting with Freeman uh, about a client's upcoming trade show. Um, and they've required that anytime anyone has their little Freeman name tag on, they have to be vaccinated. They have to wear a mask. Um, and there was one other thing that they do on the show floor, right? I, I don't have a problem with that. Um, you know, I actually, I'm of, I'm of the firm belief that I actually think that, you know, until this thing is under control, we probably shouldn't be having live events, um, even though I'm a live event guy. Uh, but well, it's risk management when it comes down to it. Yeah. I mean, I don't I mean, want to... There's, there's a lot of companies... I mean, it Facebook at the moment. They're stating, you know, if you can ask. So it's, it's, it's not unusual. It's not something that people shouldn't be too surprised at, that there's now going to become a requirement. Yeah. I, I... What's it, well, I know it's diverging a little bit, but what should be interesting is when it becomes to vaccination certificates, who's going to be administrating the whole thing? So, 
Well, yeah, well, in here, I don't know about over um, across the pond, uh, but, you know, over here, they're selling fake vaccination cards online now. I saw that on a post on Facebook. Was it $400? Somebody yeah. Was, but how you crazy know. is that? You can get done for free. Well, the people that are doing it are crazy, um, first off. Uh, I'm not going to, I will not mince words. I am not a big fan of people. If you have a medical reason why you cannot get the vaccine, I get it. I'm, I'm, that's not who I'm addressing this to. This is to the idiots who think that they're putting microchips in you or whatever. I mean, come uh, on, get with the program. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> let's, Stop let's messing about. Let's oh, get wait. out of this thing. Um, and, and that actually yeah. goes right into the next uh, shortlist item, the next bullet point on this one, which is all of this has led to labor shortages. Um, oh yeah. So anyone that's doing a trade show, you are actually going to have problems because they don't have the labor. You know, the, I, I, I was at an in-person event in Minneapolis. Um, the, they had to put up a, a small trade show, 50 booths. Um, and none of the labor showed. Oh, that's so the two managers had to do it overnight. Wow. That not well, fun. So but anyway. Well, I've, I've again from the from the posts that I um I'm looking at, uh which I you know I'm curating and all that, I've noticed is the hospitality industry in particular is suffering from labor shortages. And I've seen numerous posts where it doesn't look good. And is it the same over there? Well, we've got, yeah, but we've got the added compl complexity of, if I can say the words properly, that uh, we've got Brexit a very short way. Once Brexit happened, we sent all, uh, I hate to use the phone, cheap labor. We sent more back home. Uh, unskilled labor. Unskilled labor. Uh, we uh, basically said, you know, you're not welcome anymore. Please go back to your country of origin. And then a few short months later, we get uh, people saying, I don't seem to have any lorry drivers. I think there's going to be shortages at supermarkets. What a surprise. So, yes, COVID is making things difficult. And now we've got the uh, Delta variant making things possibly even more difficult. But laid on top or laid underneath, depending on your point of view, Brexit has meant we've sent all the unskilled labour, all the, well, when I say unskilled, they've worked in oh. farms who did the yeah. lorry driving. They're important jobs because they're part of the infrastructure. Yeah. And well, and, and I think, and un, even unskilled, even though I guess that's what, because that's the, that's the positions they're come that they fill, right. Or unless they're lorry driver, that's obviously skilled, but, but I mean, a lot of them are actually people who come from other countries that they have phds right they just they can't work there so yeah they, so, absolutely. They, so they come to somewhere where they can work and support their families um but yeah i mean that was a thing well, it's still kind of going on here but you know it's like you need those you need people <laughs> yeah people facing jobs uh are in demand but with the covid with brexit life's getting a little bit more complicated than it should be yeah and I'll and I'll keep us uh, I'll keep us on track here, because um, I know that we got to get get through our our sh short list here. Um, yeah. But let's move off to something not so dire. Um, into so Microsoft uh, has acquired video streaming company Pier Five uh, for, yes. to integrate their services um, into Microsoft Teams. 
And I, Microsoft Teams, for virtual events anyway, they're trying to really make a, a play, right? They, they know Zoom has got that market locked up. You know, you've got the Hoppins of the worlds and the Air Meets of the world. But, and Teams is really trying to give it a go. Um, they do offer a few unique features um, that, other, that others don't. Um, one is uh, NDI support. So you're able to pull out individual people from a team's meeting and put them out into a stream, a live stream. Um, but everybody seems to hate teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, a, a year or so ago, I did meet a lady uh, and we were talking about uh, live video stuff like that. And she was selling um, Microsoft Teams. That was the product they were pushing. And she was saying, yeah, it's a real tough sell. <sighs> It's one of those things where Microsoft was always great because unless you're on the back end of like setting up emails in Office 365, it was pretty straightforward, right? But now they're trying to layer teams with the chat and the video and everything. They're trying to integrate everything, whereas Google was built on top of integration. Everything with Microsoft was kind of separate, and now they're trying to integrate it. I don't know. They're, Microsoft is it, Yeah, it there. sounds like that. Um, it's bloatware almost. It's where they're trying to make the single app, as it were, that and the other. Whereas, uh, so it becomes part of a great big globular thing. Whereas Google has a backbone which they're putting services onto. Yeah. Yeah. That's And that's why Zoom's worked because it was an app singular. It did its job, it did its thing. Fine. Yeah. In fact, I was actually with even Zoom, and this is a, a, a branch for us here. You know, I'm actually, I'm, I'm both happy and unhappy the fact that they're now having integrations through whatever they call them, zaps or whatever. Uh, you know, they're, oh, yes. the ability to add the add-ons. Yeah. Um, you know, because now they have like 80 or 100 of them that you can add in, which is cool, you know, but it would be cool if they had like 20. <laughs> you know, do you really need 80? <laughs> Well, just remember, though, that Zoom was only a business conferencing app. It was never meant really for these or individuals to actually have a chat with. It was, it was a business video conferencing yeah. app. It's become, oh, let's all use this. It's a free thing. Let's use it. So I guess they're pivoting in a way. Uh, yeah. And, and now they're like Kleenex. Right, you don't you don't ask for a, a a face tissue anymore, you know. You ask for a Kleenex. You don't have a you don't have a video chat anymore. You jump on Zoom. And it doesn't matter what you are jumping onto. Yeah, right. Uh, okay. search. You go googling things. Our last uh, shortlist thing is LinkedIn adds native video meeting option. It um, has indeed. So now you can have. Um, I think this applies only to the app so if you're having a chat with somebody and you say well we could always have a video chat about it you don't leave the app you stay with it turn it into a video call what do you think uh the thing is uh from my experience of linkedin it's all business stuff so you get somebody to go from what may be a sales chat into a video call it's supposed to be sort of like uh, unprompted. It's uh, just um, let's hey, jump on a video call. Let's just do it. 
And you've got to convince the other person to do that without scheduling it and say, yes, I've got the time for it now. Yeah. I am i don't know how well it's going to fly. Um, only only because, you, to your point, yeah, it is. It's, it's business, right? My LinkedIn is business contacts. They're not friends. I mean, some of them are friends, but it, but if I'm going to jump on a, if I'm going to jump on a vi- quick video, let's say I'm on LinkedIn with you and we're chatting about something, we're not going to connect in LinkedIn on video, right? I'm going to go, Hey, here's a zoom link. <laughs> well, uh, the thing is, if you're one of those people who are doing LinkedIn in the evenings and you're sitting there, maybe just in your pants or you're in in the bath or not really and somebody says great chat to you let's do video yeah no no well and then you know with the proclivity of people on linkedin that you know you they want to connect with you oh look they're in my town or whatever and you connect with them and then they're like a financial person and they bomb you with like 400 you know, messages of, you know, that's actually, I fear, I fear on LinkedIn that those are the people that are going to abuse it. And then the rest of us are going to turn away from it entirely because it just becomes another spammy outlet. I have a feeling it's uh, a me too feature. Yeah. In other words, uh, if we don't have video, they'll go somewhere else. So we better have it. Simple as that. It is. All right. And with that, that's the shortlist. That is going to be the shortlist segment. A few quick snippets on stories and things that are we found interesting this past week. Um, we ramble on about stuff and get our words wrong and, you know, just generally make a mess of it. Hey, it's, it's, the, it's the first go round. If five yeah. people listen to this, it'll be a, a ma- that aren't related to us and don't know us. It'll, it'll actually be an amazing. Um, no, we, we have the listener. That's all we have. Just the mum. I'm not sure. <laughs> as soon as she's able to work out how to play a podcast, then she'll be the listener. <laughs> there you go. All right. And, and now we're moving on. Well, and we're back. That was uh, fun. Our first yeah. segment was fun. That was good. Even <laughs> if the audio quality was a little bit iffy in places, but it should be better now. But, I th- but for event people, I think that's a, a good thing to know, right, is – you know, little audio issues happen in live events, right? And what do you do? You fix them. Absolutely. You, know, you, you cannot. Absolutely. You can't stop what was what was happening, but you know, as long as you correct the issue, um, no harm, no foul. I guess as long as it doesn't bring the whole show down. Absolutely. Uh, but what, Absolutely. But what do we What do we got next? Okay, so we're gonna. Um, this is our the bullet list. This is what we're all about. Uh, each week we'll be doing taking a topic and uh, we're going to be discussing normally five major points nothing complicated, nothing too in depth but things to make you think about things to take into consideration as it were so we're going to kick off this time with I've called it Twitter for business for business use however it's more of an introduction to using Twitter so we'll kick off with Bullet point number one. So basically, if you're not already using it, use it. Turn up. Start. Start tweeting. 
Yeah, and it is, um, and you know, I I do know that we're not going to take a massive deep dive into all these subjects, but that is actually probably what do you think the most important point on on the whole list we're going to say? Well, for for business, you only survive by having attention. People only notice you if you're out there waving your arm, jumping up and down, saying, "Come look at me, look what I've got." Twitter is one of the cheapest ways of doing it. That's in Twitter's free. So if you're not using it and not getting your, if you're not being seen, then nobody's going to see you. <laughs> well, and it's also your message too. So if you're jumping up and down yelling, register now, register now, register now, yeah. no one's going to pay attention. Exactly. But I mean, but to your point, yeah, if you have to be out there and you, and how many times, and th- this is funny because people always gasp when I give them my answer. How many, t- what do you think the maximum number of times you could post in a day on Twitter is? I don't think there is a maximum. That's the heart. You say that to people and they're like, what? But people will unfollow you. Like, not really. Cause Twitter, Twitter's a waterfall. Well, the thing is, the people who unfollow you are probably not the ones you want to be getting the attention of. So don't worry about it. That actually, very true point. Very true point. Which actually segues quite nicely to bullet point number two, which is tweet often. So the best way to attract new followers and show them that you are serious is to tweet often. Yeah, and it's really funny when it, you know I've I've per my personal account or Planner Wire that you know I've tweeted less and less and less, um, and it, and it has hurt, right? You know when I, when I started on Twitter back in I don't know when Twitter started, you know I I was you know tweeting and building up a an audience and then I started to tweet more and my, the audience really started to grow right and then I, I at yeah. one point had over 10,000 followers just a little old me and you know and now that I have slowed down tweeting the number of people that follow me has followed suit it's, it's gonna go down yeah that's to be expected uh, yes. So, so I, and, and I think it goes into, you know, you have to, there are so many things when it comes to a live event, so many things that you can tweet about, right? There are so many, and, and not only Twitter, but any social media platform, there are so many things that you have. Every event is a story, right? And so you have, you can tweet about your speakers, your sponsors, your attendees, um, you know, you can you know, there, you, there, it's absolutely endless, the amount of stuff that you, so no one is, is, is lacking for content. Um, I think that people just don't know what to tweet. And I think that it, you, it pays to actually educate yourself a little bit on what your audience wants. Go find other people, go find the other people in your industry that are doing really well on Twitter and look at what they're tweeting. Exactly, exactly. Look, the way I see Twitter, Twitter is of the here and now. So Instagram is, look at what I've done, because you're taking photos of it. With with Facebook, it's, hey, mum, look at what I've done. <laughs> but, but Twitter is is the here and now. So, if you, for example, if you're at a show and you've gone, to, uh, I'm now heading up to such and such a stand, can't wait to see what these guys are going to be talking to me about, that's what you're doing now. And right. people love to follow your story, your what you're doing. 
yes, there are people who tweet uh, memes and infographics and uh, links and stuff. But the most benefit is when you're tweeting about what you are now doing. And it's brilliant if you could, uh, like doing a virtual event, you could tweet, we're about to interview such and such. Don't forget to tune in because you'll see him. Exactly. As- well, and well, you know what? And see, I, now I get all excited. I'm like, ah. Uh, <laughs> the, the, one of the most underutilized things that people never do is they never talk about the planning. And, you know, it is really awesome, you know, in the year leading up to your event, you know, talk about, you know, what, who you've just signed, what you've just done, right? All of that kind of stuff. And, you know, tweet photos of the team that are actually planning the event. You know, hey, we just finished the floor plan. Click, here's oh. a picture, right? You know, yeah, exactly. Because that's what C-Vent have been doing with their podcasts. Behind yeah. their big, uh, big their 2021 event, they were doing behind the scenes. On a podcast now, we're not exactly talking about podcasting, but with Twitter, you could do something similar. You can adapt that idea and start tweeting out. You know, we're now preparing this. We're now doing that. You get the excitement going. The way I break it down is, is exactly the way I would do it for uh, a series of uh, blog posts. There's what you're doing before, what you're doing now, what happened. So that's the third post. And then you can always do a fourth one where lessons learned sort of thing. You can yeah. apply that sort of that thinking towards Twitter as well. You know, I actually, you know, because in an essence, Twitter is just short form blogging. Exactly. That you absolutely could. Yeah. Uh, well, and that actually segues right into bullet point number three, which is. Be consistent. Oh, yeah. Be consistent. Now. The thing is, we with Twitter, uh, current stats show that a tweet has a lifespan of 24 minutes. And that is very hard for a lot of people to, to not understand. Um, you know, especially people that don't know Twitter, right? It's, you know, t- Twitter is a waterfall. It is water pouring over the edge, you know, and yes, p- people never go back. Oh, it, they do. Funny enough, I have found really? uh, through, through my uh, event plan news Twitter account, I've had people liking posts that are like one, two days old, three days old. Huh. But are I we norm- what, are we normal though? <laughs> I've never really described myself as being normal, you know. But you know, <laughs> I've got certificates that prove otherwise, though. Um, so basically, um, I think people. Some people will go back, but the thing is, you want to gain uh, attach that attention, so you don't know when people are actually going to be looking at their Twitter stream. So you need to be in it. So for myself, I now tweet every forty five minutes because at some point someone's going to see it. Yeah, and you know, and we, and not to scare folks, but you're absolutely right. Um, you know, if I could go back to my my big tweeting days, it was probably once an hour. And, you know, that is where now you have to, you have to use a tool, right? You don't use the Twitter interface. Um, and oh, this goes I've, for all social networks. You know, you've got to use a Hootsuite, a buffer, so you can load up a week's worth of posts on Monday morning. So that you uh, I don't want people getting scared of thinking, I haven't got the time in the day to do that many tweets. 
there's two there's two actually two solutions one which as you suggest you can schedule tweets in advance so i tweet a, a schedule a whole bunch in the mornings yeah giving me lunchtime and afternoon free but secondly you can work out when you can do conduct linkedin surveys uh twitter polls try and gauge when you think that your followers are actually accessing their twitter account are they mostly in the mornings are they in the afternoons are they the evenings and therefore, you know when to concentrate your tweets. Yeah, and I think the one thing that people, you know, shouldn't forget is they're like, oh, we're not going to tweet at 10 p.m. at night because our audience is going to bed. Well, that's exactly when you ought to tweet because we all know what everybody's doing. They're all sitting in bed with their thumb on their screen, flipping through stuff. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. So... Uh... Oh, speaking of uh, getting hold of uh, people's attention, so that brings us to number four, I believe. Oh, hashtags. Hashtags. So if people are saying, uh, so a tweet's got 24 minutes lifespan, there's people who look only at certain times a day, but Twitter is also searched because people want to know what other people are saying. Or you're looking to do some research if you're looking at press release stuff or you're trying to get some feedback or whatever. So you've got to use the right hashtags. Yeah. Um, and and so and for the event organizers out there, one hashtag is the name of the event. If you have a very long name in your event, shorten it somehow. Um, you know, the AAA21 or whatever it happens to be, that should be there's your first hashtag. Um, the second hashtag and the third hashtag, you know, have a little have a little research on. Find the other industry hashtags that you need. Um, also, you could actually use key, uh, words that are appropriate. So, like, almost like summarizing a single word. Yeah. It, yeah. So, if you are doing a conference for orthopedic surgeons, um, hashtag orthopedic surgeons. <laughs> yeah. But if, uh, for example, say the orthopedic surgeons are having a, a virtual event, right? So one hashtag would be uh, orthopedic surgeons. Second one might be virtual events. Third one might be event profs. So important thing is is to choose words that are currently are already hashtags and are appropriate to the subject matter that you're tweeting about. Yes. Do not invent a new hashtag because nobody will be searching for it. Um, good point. Um, you know, I, I actually do think that is a really good point. You know, don't try and reinvent the wheel. Um, yeah. You know, Twitter is not new. This is not some newfangled technology. So these hashtags are not new. Um, you want to go after the hashtags that people are already following. Uh, my one caveat to that would be, um, you know, if the if your event is new, then of course you're going to have that new hashtag, which is your event name. But people will but, start to follow that hashtag because of they're seeing it on the other hashtags. I suppose what we're saying is the intent. If you're setting up inventing a new hashtag, it's because you have told everybody to look for that hashtag. So if you're an association and you've given the user uh, an event name as a hashtag, then everybody knows to search for that hashtag. If you're looking for the whole Twitter world to actually find you, then you have to use an established hashtag. Yes. So it all comes down to, to intent. If in doubt, 
go to a site like hag hashtagify i had to read that <laughs> twice i literally said hag but anyway hashtagify me um oh and another another thing i, I picked up uh from the royal national royal national institute for the blind rnib so um charity in the uk uh they say make the first letter because you know how we go hashtag uh, word 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 so sometimes words are jammed together make the first letter of each one a capital because it helps with screen readers you know and that's actually you know we're actually trying really hard um to work on um accessibility you know not only for you know at a live event but also online so you know we've been running websites through you know software that makes sure it's accessible to people who need screen readers and things like that and that's actually you taught me that i did not know that and now it's like oh I, that makes perfect sense to me and so now i'm putting caps in in the hashtags exactly um i'm a little disappointed with sites like linkedin that don't do it automatically i would have thought it would have been an automatic thing to make to identify the words in a hashtag and capitalize the first letter of each but they don't and i have to fight against it when i'm typing in hashtags well and it's funny you know I, I just don't think it's on their radar yet. And, and which is a shame, right? Because, you know, there's a whole audience of people out there that, that for lack of a better term, you are neglecting. Um, I, and I, I, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah. Um, uh, when it comes to accessibility, that's something I, we should be, uh, well, we will be covering in a future bullet list. So if any listener has any tips about uh, accessibility, do's and don'ts, then just let us know and we'll feature it. Yes, hello at. <laughs> See, we got that for you. Have we got we're that too, for you yet? We're too shiny news for that. Actually, we've got a web page. Uh, if you go to the, the bulletlist.com uh, blog, we have got a form you can fill in that um, we can leave you tip. Yeah, and it's bullet hyphen list. Uh, yes, bullet-list.com. Yeah, so you know, you know, when the when uh, when something like a bullet list is already taken, you got to do what you can do with the domain. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but absolutely. wait, we're not done with this list. No, because um, we're up to number five. And number five, um, go for it. Oh, mention others. Credit where credit is due. Mention an author. So if you're sharing uh, uh, a blog post that you found which is something I do a lot. I always start off with check out this new or I'll put a few words in the beginning to make sure it's viewable by the entire Twitter world. Because if you put the at sign at the beginning, then it is aimed at that person. It makes it difficult to find. But um, so I go like check out this post by and I give the Twitter handle. So like if I'm sharing one of your posts, uh, check out this post by Keith at i3 events or yeah. at Planet Wire. And on the rare occasions I still post. <laughs> yeah, on the occasions <laughs> that you do. And <laughs> and you're you're gaining the first there's a lot of benefits from doing that. First one is you'll get the attention of that person. They'll see on their Twitter uh, page or whatever thing they're using, you've been mentioned. And they'll see that you've mentioned it. So you have a chance of being retweeted or you get a like or you get a comment, which, again, is seen by everybody. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things that we've um, 
encouraged all of our clients to do, whether or not they actually do it is another story, but um, is let's say you've got a three-day conference and over the course of that three-day conference, you're going to have between panels and keynotes and plenaries and you know all the different folks that are gonna be there, you've got 50 or 55 speakers, right? Yeah. There's 50 posts right there. That, oh, absolutely. And if you're, you know, if it's a panel session and you say, hey, don't miss this panel with, and then put all those speakers, right? All of their, their, you know, link them to all those posts, even sponsors. You know, we've got one client that has 500 exhibitors. That's 500 posts. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, the principle also applies to retweeting. My habit is if I'm retweeting something, I, I retweet with comment. And I say, have you checked out this great post by with a name and then my own hashtags? So I'm, again, bringing the attention that I've done this to the original author of the tweet. Yeah, and I you start hitting likes and, you, and who knows, they may even become a follower. Well, here, here's the funny thing. If you come out of the gate with zero followers and you start tweeting good stuff, right, talking about your event, and you're tagging each one of those speakers, the speakers would be an idiot not to follow you back. And the same with, you know, the same with all of your sponsors, they'd be an idiot not to follow you back. Now, I will say that you're going to get more followers from the speaker side of things than you will from the sponsors, because typically... A, spon a sponsor's audience may not actually be your audience, right? Depending on what industry you're is you're in, um, you know. But again, if it is in the same industry, you actually could get attendees out of it, right? You know, you know. We'll go back to you know sheep shearers, right? If you do the international sheep shearers convention, um, which I actually think there is one, but um, you know, we need to make up our own fake event. But if oh, yeah. if, if, if you know, if the sponsor is a sheep shearer who could attend your event, then then you might actually gain new attendees just from that. And if you are a an association, that is actually a way to build new members, right? This isn't just about the event and it isn't just about, you know, you getting out there. It, it actually can, can leach into other parts of your business or your organization. So if you're an association, I, I know all associations are having trouble with membership right now, right? And so if you are, you need to start reaching out and you need to find the people that don't know you exist or in the past haven't cared that you exist. Exactly. Again, it's all about bringing attention, making just jumping up and down, waving your arms, saying, here I am. So... You know, it, it, you know, and here's my thought to leave our first bullet list on, you know, if you are not, if you are an industry association and you are not the leader of that industry, what in the hell are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, just to summarize quickly, then the, what we've been discussing uh, on the bullet list. So basically turn up and start tweeting do it often enough that you'll start getting some attention be consistent um i'll actually add to that which is um be very patient you're not going to get things happening overnight and it may not even happen after three weeks or three months but if you keep at it it'll happen anyway uh, use hashtags don't reinvent the wheel use the 
uh, hashtags are, are relevant to what you're po um, posting about. And if possible, well, whenever possible, mention others. Give credit where credit's due. That's it. We're done. We did it. I think that's it. I think it might be time for some sign-out music. I don't know. How about you? I, I think we can do that. And when people can just tune in. We're going to be here doing this once a week, hopefully for the foreseeable future. That's the and plan. Delta's rearing its ugly head, so we'll probably be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's it. We've decided we're not going out. We'll do podcasts instead. <laughs> I got, got to fill up the day somehow. <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening. Take care and be good.